0: Well, again, good morning. As you can see, things look a little bit different up on stage, and uh, it's not just the fact that I don't look anything like Andy. Um, one of the the several hats that I get to wear is one is, uh, is as a missions pastor, and I lead our missions team, and uh, it's one of the great privileges that I have getting to work with uh, so many wonderful people and getting to interact with so many of our missionaries all over the world. And so this morning, I want to give you kind of an update. We have a missions conference every February, and then in August, I'll try to give you a little bit of a... Of a a heads up, share time, and celebrate what God has been doing through our church in missions all around the world and taking the gospel to many people. So, let me give you a little bit of context and back up a little bit. Uh, Back in February, we had our 2019 Missions Conference. And during that time, we asked you, the church, to contribute to our special missions fund. The special missions fund is uh, money that goes above and beyond our normal missions budget that supports all of our missionaries all over the world. Uh, but instead focuses on three sort of initiatives, if you will. And the first is this, to provide special funding for our long-term missionaries. Secondly, to send our people from grace on mission trips. And then thirdly, to fund our strategic partnerships. Men and women and organizations all over the world who God has led us to, and we have seen God use in disproportionate ways in taking the gospel to claim new territory for the name of Jesus. And so thanks to your generous donations through that fundraiser, we saw God bring in over $94,000. It was incredible. We were blown away. And so this morning is sort of a mid-year report because we think that you deserve to know what we've been doing with all that money. It just makes sense. And One of our commitments as a missions team is to all, always let you know how God is using your generosity to reach the nation's. We never want to just take money from you and then never tell you how God's using it. And the reason for that is two things. One is we want to keep asking. And so we want you to know and to believe that investing in missions is a great investment. That is, is worth doing. In fact, I believe it's the greatest investment that we can make. But secondly, and even more so, this is our opportunity to celebrate and to give praise to God for all that he's doing. If we never stop and share stories, if we never stop and celebrate, then we miss an opportunity to give praise to our God who is actively pursuing people all over this world and gives us the amazing responsibility and honor of participating in that. So that's what we want to do this morning. So let let me kick us off at this point. What have we seen so far? What have we been involved in over the last several months? Well, so far, we've sent four short-term mission trips to various places. We have another one coming up. I'll tell you about that in just a little while. But thus far, four teams have gone out and the first three of those um, had were all involved with our Grace Student Ministry, and so if you would check out this little video, it gives you a, a bit of a picture of what they've been up to this summer. As so you guys come on up. joined by several students from the, the Grace Student Ministry. And uh, you guys went on three different trips. Not all of you went on all the trips. But we had the middle school went to m and then high school went to Camp Blessing and to Kaleo. And so I'm joined by Naomi and Jessa, and back over here, Katie, Dexter, Preston, and then Andy Gutierrez, who is our Grace Student Ministry Director on the end there. Thank you guys for being with us this morning. This is their, this is their third time up here, so... We're 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 making them earn this, right? Um, Looks like you guys had a lot of fun, but it wasn't all all fun. So, Naomi, I'm going to start with you because you're you're sitting right there and you got a mic. Um, You are leaving middle school, going into high school. So, you did the mission, the uh, middle school trip to MFUGE, but then you also went to Camp Blessing. Let's start with MFUGE. You've been before. Why do you go back?
1: Um, Probably for the atmosphere. It's it's a camp, so it's fun and energetic, but they also push your personal growth and your personal faith, and they push you to step out of your comfort zones, which is really important to me. So, yeah.
0: And so, tell tell us a little bit about that. So, you they they pushed you out of your comfort zone. It's important to you.
1: So, how did they do
0: that? What did they do?
1: We're assigned to a group, and we go around the Santa Fe uh, area and. I was in what's called Games and Rec, so we went to an apartment complex, and we played with kids, and it was just the way to, like, reach out to them and share the Word of God with them while also giving them a fun experience.
0: That's great. And then you went to Camp Blessing as well, and tell us what you did there.
1: So I was a barnstormer. I didn't have my own camper. But I worked behind the scenes, setting up for meals, taking them down, washing dishes. And I was assigned to a cabin where I got to hang around the campers and run errands and stuff. Yeah.
0: So you weren't really on vacation.
1: No. You're,
0: you're kind of busy. Yeah, a little bit. So I should have mentioned this Camp Blessing is a, is a camp for special needs uh, students. And uh, the middle, if you're, if you're younger, then you're helping with the store and behind the scenes. And then some of our, like Preston... Upperclassmen, you're assigned a camper. So, Preston, tell us tell us about your week.
2: So, um, my camper this week, uh, his name was Noah, um, and he suffered from. Oh, closer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, he suffered from cerebral palsy and autism. And so what that looked like for him is he would not be able to walk around. He wouldn't be able to do the things that you and me can do. He can clean himself. So that means I would have to step in and I'd have to stroll him around and I'd have to change his diaper and I would have to help him with food and stuff like that. So a lot of staying inside and doing that kind of stuff is what I did.
0: So that doesn't strike me as something that if we just advertised... You know, to, to a lot of high school students, you'd say, Hey, we've got this camp. You're going to go and do this type of work that they'd sign up for very quickly. But you had an amazing experience. You've been, before we've gone to Camp Barnabas, now Camp Blessing. Why do you keep going back? What's,
2: how is God using that in your life? It's just like showing to me that my life is not for me and my enjoyment. It's for the Lord and for serving other people and using what I have been given. So with the ability to go help other people, I find joy in helping them through the struggle. That's Awesome. Beautiful. Katie, you were in San Diego with Kaleo. Tell us about your week.
3: So a little overview of the week. Um, Kaleo is an an organization in California that has several different ministries that they partner with. So over the course of the week, we got to go to a special needs church and worship with them and lead a service. We got to go to Chicano Park and eat lunches with homeless people and kind of find out about the area and get to talk to them about their lives. And um, we did VBS with kids. And here we went to a place called uh, Bridge of Hope, where the uh, woman that leads this organization helps uh, take donations and give them to people to help them get back up on their feet, whether they've lost a house or a job or their spouse or something like that. And so um, we got to... There was a lot going on this week, but that's kind of like an overview of what we did there. There's Obviously, you experienced a lot
0: during that week. Was there something that you learned or experienced that you did not expect?
3: Yes. So I had... Two years ago, we went to Kaleo here, and it was a new experience altogether. But this time, going back, I knew I could expect some things uh, just like being pushed outside of your comfort zone. Uh, But something that I learned this time is that there's no limit to how far you can be pushed and how far God can push you out. Mm -hmm. You know, if he wants you to go here you will go here. If he wants you to um, walk up to a random homeless person that is sitting on this bench, minding their own business and hand them a PB and J and eat lunch with them, that is what you're going to do. And so um, that is something that I was shown throughout this entire week. And um, even though I'm a people person, it's still hard when you don't know the person. And so um, that's something that God definitely showed me this week.
0: That's cool. Dexter, you were on the same trip. What did you see God do? Or maybe what surprised you? Well, so I'm working the students and that. Well, you all know how stressful high schoolers' lives are. You know, but over this trip, this week, they all set their problems aside and didn't let them affect them the entire week. They gave it all to God and put their all into the work that they were doing. That's incredible. Um, just the last question. We'll kick it over to you. So uh, tell us, what well, highlight of your week, Big, biggest takeaway.
3: Um, for me, kind of just being in San Diego, you can realize that you don't have to go out of the country somewhere far away to do mission work. Like there's a lot of people in our country, in our state, in our city, who need the same help that people do in the Dominican Republic or in Asia or Europe or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And you also kind of realize how fortunate you are because there's so many homeless people and there's a lot of refugees that we got to talk with. And just seeing what they've been through, you kind of realize how many gifts God has given us Mm -hmm. and that we need to use them to help those people who aren't as fortunate. That's great.
0: Goots, down on the end. So you've been involved. We had 60 students go on trips this summer, which is incredible. And then, and then I was gonna ask you, you've been involved in youth ministry for a long time. He led all three trips this summer, by the way. The man is a machine. Yeah, that deserves applause. Uh, hardcore. Um, why are these trips so significant for students? So
4: they they kind of already answered the question. The fact that it it does, it it sounds like cliche for mission trip, but it pushes them out of the comfort zone. But it mm-hmm. in doing so, they they win situations that they're not normally in. So middle schoolers are home are away from home sometimes for the first time. Um if you're at camp blessing, then maybe you've never worked as directly with special needs kids and you're doing things like changing briefs and you know, you're helping somebody that's nonverbal and you may not necessarily work with that person. In Kaleo, we even went and had a conversation uh, at a mosque with an imam and got to talk with a pastor afterwards about what it's like to engage with people that are different than us. So it was all these things we Mm. did as a group that kind of we wouldn't have done on our own. And in doing that, it makes you depend on God. It really stretches you. At the end of the day, you're tired. You're maybe you didn't get along with everyone and it forces you to go. It's like Preston said, it's not about me. It's about God and serving him and growing closer that way. And the other thing it does is it grows us closer as a youth group. If you have all been hanging out for a week and maybe you've gotten to shower only two out of five days, <laughs> and maybe you spent 12 hours in a van with middle schoolers, and maybe you've done just whatever it is, hard work and, and tough times like bring yeah. you together. So all that stuff really unites us as a group. And so it's, it's really great for both our personal and spiritual growth and then just our growth as student ministry.
0: That's fantastic. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. All three services, you guys are fantastic. Thanks for going on these trips. Can we just thank them for being up here? This is not an easy thing. Thank you, guys. The other mission trip that we're going to report on, I mentioned there were four, so that was three of them. The fourth one was part of a a new initiative that we launched this past year and is, I think, one of the most exciting uh, projects that that we can be part of. Uh, before I can go into detail, however, uh, let me just speak to anybody who's watching online that uh, we're going to cut away from our online streaming for about 10 minutes. And we're going to um, share a little bit about this trip through video and an interview. But this trip involved uh, travel to a closed country. And so, for the safety and security of, of all involved, both there and who went on the trip, uh, we need to
5: kill. Our- who's a supported missionary and works for Young Life in Germany? He was asking the same question. He said he was getting in an airplane and he was flying over East Germany and landing in different countries to help start young life. And he began to wonder why he was leaving the country when there was a huge section that wasn't being reached right now. East Germany is one of the most unreached areas in all of Europe. In fact, if you think about the history and what those people have been through, it makes sense that they would have a dark view of the world. We would love to go and be a part of bringing the light and help them see what reconciliation is really like through our Savior, Jesus Christ. This fall, I'm going to take a scouting trip to meet some of the local people, to meet some of the people that will partner with us and find out what the needs are and how we can best serve them. We want your prayers as we do that. We would love for young adults to be a part of this. And so if you're interested, contact me. You can email me, kevin at gracebiblechurch.org or just come find me in the comments.
0: All right, well, if you're watching online, welcome back. Uh, That stream is going again. And uh, as Kevin announced, uh, we're excited to partner once again with Young Life. We do a lot with Young Life. We have worked with them for over nine years in Bulgaria and uh, we're looking for a new opportunity in Germany. And so we're excited to see what God begins to do in that. And we can't wait to hear from Kevin when he gets back. But we're not just going to Germany. This fall, we're also going to Haiti. And so I'm going to introduce Liberto Vallez, who is helping to lead this team, and uh, we're grateful for that. Um, Liberto, how did you end up being part of this team? And tell tell us what you're thinking here.
6: Well, I thought they said Tahiti, and,
0: uh,
6: <laughs> and now I'm stuck. No. Um, we're crafty that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they're, they have good beaches anyway. Yeah. Um, um my wife and I uh, were missionaries there for a year and a half, uh, some time back, uh, but I kept going back and forth for a period of about 10 years. So for my wife and I, Haiti, we love Haiti a lot. We love working there. Uh, so when I, we heard that uh, Grace wanted to do some mission there and that we have two families there working as missionaries, we wanted to be part of that. So we that's how it all started. Yeah. Didn't know I was going to end up living the Truth, yeah, no? that,
0: that was my fault. So we <laughs> it was really cool, though, because I, I sat down uh, to lunch with Roberto and I said, I, I knew that he was interested potentially in going, and I said, would you be willing to lead the trip? And his response just blew me away of just saying, I've been praying for God to send us back. Yeah. And uh, so we just see God's hand in that, so we're, we're grateful for that. Um, we hear a lot about Haiti. I've never been, but I, I read a lot and I see a lot about Haiti. We always hear about the physical need but also the spiritual need. Tell us what you've seen.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Haiti is, everybody knows, is the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. There's always need. There's always work. Uh, but also, we don't hear a lot about how resilient uh, a people they are and mm-hmm. how encouraging it is uh, to go there and help them. You you help them a little bit and they multiply that a lot. And we are encouraged to go there and, and help uh, the people. Uh, we're also encouraged by our missionaries there uh, when I, I met the Perkins I met the uh, the Joseph's and we're gonna be working with the Joseph's this time and they are you just fall in love with them when you start talking to them and see their passion for Haiti uh, they're doing a lot of stuff there's so much to do we just want to go there and get a, a, a glimpse a taste of what they're doing and pray to God to show us what grace can do long term
0: yeah yeah they're they're involved in Almost any kind of ministry that you can imagine because there is so much need. Yes. Yeah. And so, everything from women's ministry, children's ministry, yes. um, uh, lots of physical needs that they're trying to mm-hmm. meet, building houses. Mm-hmm. And so,
6: they're also training pastors yeah. uh, to send them later to start churches, uh, you know, ground up, yeah. uh, which is very exciting to, to what that can look like in a few years.
0: One of the things we've gotten to, um, Um, contribute to as a church that not everybody knows is they um were able to get some land that they want to build a school for training pastors Mm -hmm. and the way that it works there they needed to protect the land before they could ever build and so we were able to help contribute to building a fence Mm -hmm. to claim that land so that then they're going to raise money to build that school so god's doing a a tremendous amount there and and we're going to see where we can pitch in which is great yes one of the really cool things real quick, we had said, we should tell people that there's still space available on this trip in this, in this time, except there's not anymore because you're the third service. And after the first two services, it filled up. How cool is that? So you're out of luck this year, but the plan is to send multiple trips. Yeah. In the coming years. So please. Please be praying for them as they prepare for this trip and, and uh, be praying about maybe God would send you as well, okay? Liberta, thanks so much, man. Appreciate it. All right, as we start to draw to a close, I want to tell you, kind of look forward now. I kind of told you where we've been over the last six or seven months and a little bit this fall. And, and then in 2020, we're going to have our next missions conference. So let me tell you a little bit about that. In his gospel account, Matthew, he describes a very profound moment in Jesus' ministry. And he he writes it this way. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every affliction. And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. It's from Matthew 9. The theme of our upcoming conference in February is a task unfinished. If you think about it, we live in a time of unprecedented possibility and potential and opportunity for carrying out the Great Commission. And Jesus Jesus has called us, he has tasked us with taking the gospel to every tribe, every nation, every people group, in every uh, language that we know of. And because of globalization and technology, it has never been easier, it has never been more accessible for us to get to the harvest and then to bring in the harvest, whether it's across the ocean or across the neighborhood. We have more tools and more resources at our disposal than ever before. And yet, the laborers remain few. And the work isn't done. But what if? What if, over the next several months, and through this conference, we begin to pray as Jesus asks us to pray, as Jesus commands us to pray, that God would raise up the next generation of laborers. What if we begin to pray earnestly that God would raise up the laborers so that we could see more of the harvest brought in than ever before? And what if through those prayers, we begin to see a little more clearly that often the one he's calling is the person staring at us in the mirror? What if? Our keynote speaker for the 2020 Missions Conference is Dr. Nathan Smith. Dr. Smith grew up as a missionary kid in Tanzania, And then since 2012, he has served as the senior pastor at Heritage Baptist Church in Virginia. He has a heart for missions. He has spoken on missions um, in many places, and he has a passion for reaching the unreached. And so we're thrilled to have him come and share with us. And then what we've done over the past several years, and we're going to do again, is we're going to give you opportunities to go and to hear multiple speakers in our breakout sessions. And they're going to be focused on a variety of topics, all focused on what missions looks like in our ever-changing world. And what, what we hope is for you to, through those encounters and through those lectures, have your perception of missions expanded, your idea of, of what it looks like to be on mission and how missions is done to be broadened. We want it to blow your mind a little bit. And for you to see that God is calling people from all different backgrounds: artists, musicians lawyers, business people, using technology and innovation that no one had ever dreamed of even 5-10 years ago. All of those things to call people to himself. We live in an exciting time. And our hope for the conference is first of all this to cultivate our own passion for the mission of God. Our own passion for what God is doing in the world to have our imaginations stirred by a vision of what God is doing that knows no boundaries. And to be reminded that God desires that all would be saved, because it's easy to forget that. But then secondly, not just to learn a lot, but then to respond to that vision by praying, giving, and going as workers in the harvest. Part of that vision that we um, highlight every year is giving. And what we want to do is leverage, as we have the past many years, leverage the financial blessings that we enjoy here at Grace Bible Church. And to that end, we've set a fundraising goal for this coming conference of $100,000. Now, let me just say, that might seem like a big number. It's, it's really not. And I'll tell you two reasons. One is this, that we've seen God do it. We raised over $94,000. It was actually over 95 dollars by the time it was said and done just this past year. And none of this is a drop in the bucket to God. We have seen God move in so many of your hearts with staggering generosity and so we we have no doubt that this is within his um, ability to do. But secondly, we're going to expand the reach of our special missions fund. We want to expand the focus for what we're going to use that money for. One of the great legacies of Grace Bible Church has been an unflinching commitment to overseas miss- ministry, overseas missions, and that's never going to change. But the world has changed the harvest is right here in our own backyards as well. And so beginning this year, the Special Missions Fund is going to also contribute to the work that Kevin Goldsmith and the outreach team that they are doing to proclaim the gospel right here in the DFW area. We are super excited to see how God uses those funds to reach the nations that have come to us. And so we're praying, and we hope that you will join us in praying that God will once again shatter our expectations about what's possible. That he will shatter our expectations so that we can do as a church body even more in praying, in giving, in going, and sending out new laborers in order to reach those who do not yet know Jesus both across the ocean and across our city. The work isn't done. The work isn't done. And we want to do our part. And we hope that you'll join us because the laborers are few. But the harvest.